When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's Spring Collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O- com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. What's up, jerks? Jason here with a very special How Did This Get Made announcement. We've got a tour coming up. That's right. First tour since 2019. Holy shit. I can't believe this. Do I want to go on tour? Not really. I'm still pretty scared. I'm still recording this from my closet. But Nonetheless, we're coming your way. We're hitting the Midwest in August. What? The Midwest in August? That's going to be very hot and very humid. But nonetheless, we're doing it and we're doing it for you. So here we go. August 12th in New Orleans at the Mahalia Jackson Theater for the Performing Arts. August 13th in Dallas, Texas at the Margot and Bill Winspear Opera House. Sunday, 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 August 14th in Houston, Texas at the 713 Music Hall. August 16th in Indianapolis, Indiana at the Old National Center. August 17th in Detroit, Michigan at the Fillmore, Detroit. August 18th in Northfield, Ohio at the MGM Northfield Park Center Stage. And August 19th in Chicago, Illinois at the Chicago Theater. Tickets are on sale now. You can get them immediately. I would recommend you do it ASAP because this shit's going to sell out. For more information and tickets, visit hdtgm.com. That is hdtgm.com. A computer genius with no background in computers. A villain who wants to control the world's coffee. And a Superman sex scene. We saw Superman 3, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How Did This Get Made? We're gonna have a good time, celebrate some failure, not just be a hater. Can't you know you wonder how did this get made? 
Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth. Welcome to the first live episode of How Did This Get Made at Largo. We are super excited to be here tonight. Joining me, as always, my two amazing co-hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas. Welcome, Jason. How are you, Paul? How are you, audience? And, of course, uh, the lovely June Diane Raphael. Please welcome her to the stage. How are you, June? Good. How are you, Paul? Very good. Now, the whole reason why this episode came about was because I was following Twitter one day, and I saw this person's tweets about this movie, and I thought this would be a perfect movie for our podcast. Uh, you may know our next guest, besides the Superman tweets, from uh, being uh, behind some of the coolest things that have been around uh, lately. From uh, Lost to Star Trek, please welcome Dan Lindelof. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's all happening. Everybody's taking their microphones out. Take oh, microphones yeah. It's out. so cool to hold a microphone in your hands. <laughs> Much better than just talking to it on the stand. It is. Unless you're going to play an instrument. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to uh, as the night goes on, narrate the uh, physical <laughs> events that we're doing. That's really good. For the people on the podcast so they know what's up. I think that that's a really uh, that's an important thing to happen. I How's think that water you're drinking, Paul? Good. People here, they see it. So they They're like, it. that guy's drinking water. But the people at home are like, what's happening? Paul's not what's talking. Happening. Why, why does my voice sound refreshed? Guys, <laughs> let's talk about this movie. I, first of all, it's a kid's movie, right? We can agree that it's a kid's movie. I don't movie. think so. It has a very graphic it, sex scene in it. Yeah, where is this sex scene I you speak of? I thought it was of. a kid's movie until We're gonna... Superman got a blowjob on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> there is some sex in this movie. Uh, but the... It's a kid's movie, and it opens with a guy on an unemployment line <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like, this is a, there's and more being, smoking in this movie. And being denied benefits. <laughs> he, is, he is brutally told, you do not qualify for unemployment. Go starve to death. He's been on it for 36 weeks, and this is where we... And again, a Superman movie where we don't start with Superman. We no. start with Richard Pryor. This is, you know, this is the pre-credit sequence, so they want to yes. amp us all up. They want to, you know, they, this is where yeah. you see the, the birth of a bad guy. So after he's denied his unemployment, he's walk, he says, you know, he, he puts a cigarette in his mouth, and, and, and he, he says, hey, brother, you got a light, and a guy gives him a pack of matches. He looks at the matches, and on the matches, it, it says, uh, you know, computer. do you want a you job in, you know, in computer programming? And the camera starts to kind of push in on R Richard Pryor, and we're supposed to think, oh my God, if Richard Pryor gets behind a fucking computer, <laughs> Superman is in big trouble. <laughs> he is totally screwed. And then the music rises and we're into the credits. And the credits are We could spend this whole crazy. podcast talking about the opening credits. I could, I, could, I could talk about simply the opening credits and the Superman sex scene. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, the, the rest of the movie is irrelevant except for the sister becoming a robot, which is, <laughs> Best thing which is right about the point where I came. Wait, let's talk. These opening credits, first of all, as 
I'm not a director, but if I was, I would tell you that it would not blur the lower third of everything that goes on. The entire bottom third is blurred, which that's where the credits are running. And this kind of crazy, how would you describe this opening? I almost feel like it's like a, it's like they were like, we want to do an opening that's kind of like a Rube Goldberg machine with human beings being put into harm's way. And Superman's there? Nope, he's not there. Um, He's not! He is not! Not for a long time. Because we've already had the Richard Pryor part, so we should have Superman here. No, 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 we shouldn't. We should have a Star Wars-style crawl of credits. We should have a busty blonde. We should have telephone booths that get knocked over. And Superman's in one? No, 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 he's not. Basically, the... the (laughs) Jimmy Olsen is there. Yes, he's getting a hot dog. Jimmy Olsen gets a hot dog. He's really people's favorite (laughs) Superman character. Well, also, let's just point out this. A bank robbery happens... (laughs) There's an armed gunman shooting into the crowd. Does Superman show up? No. Wait, what? Not then. Superman does not show up for a long time in this opening. You know he heard the gunshots. And so that means he's fucking ignoring it. Which brings me to my go-go. There there is a small flaming uh, penguin toy. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And and by the way, this is our our first shot of Clark is basically kind of coming around a corner and experiencing this small flaming penguin toy, which he he blows out. So he is concerned. He blows it out in such a way, it's almost like, wow, look at that feat of Superman. It's like a one-foot toy that's on fire mildly. And he's like... (laughs) It's like, come on. It's basically like like a, like an old like like '40s style musical number without really like like because it's so choreographed like all of these kind of things happening once but without any singing or dancing or any expertise of execution. Well, I have a scene that was actually deleted. Paul is from standing the right now for those of you listening at home. Paul has left his seat and is walking over to the computer. He's now pushing a button and something's going to happen visually. This is a deleted scene that will only really play to the live audience, but you have to see it because. The fact that it was cut out Ooh, is amazing. I'm Here really going to want to describe the entirety of this to the audience at home. There you go, honey. You okay? Kid on a... Kid on a... You ready for a teeter-totter ride? Hang on real tight, oh, okay? Just hang on real tight. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> My true dream is to is to imagine what it was like in the editing room when, when, the, when the Salkines and Richard Lester basically looked at that scene and said, you know what, this one doesn't fit. Well, they were like, like this is they were like, this, this, is, this is just ridiculous. They're like, well, the opening. I mean, a cat in a tree, yes. But this, no. The, uh, the 13-minute opening sequence is just about 11 seconds too long. And, and by the way, and we don't, and we don't want Superman in the movie. No, no. You know, this is like he does two things in the opening. Are we worried yeah, that we're yeah, going to reveal? Yeah, much. That we're going to reveal Superman. Superman. Superman's first save is the strangest thing I've ever seen. A person Jerry. hits a fire hydrant, and the water starts filling up the car, and the guy is drowning in his own car. Yeah. In the middle of the street. And he can't get out of his windows or doors, which I yeah. get, but he has a sunroof that he does not open. Nope. That Superman comes along and opens and drags the guy out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you were at home and you didn't see it, a baby was catapulted into a tree from a teeter totter. <laughs> that's what that's what lettuce is. I'm really Basically, sorry. In the opening, that Paul took away the unique thing from us. Um, in the opening, pies in the face, blind guys, mimes, flaming penguins, 
paint buckets and rollerbladers. Those are all things that happen in the 13 minutes. Oh, and uh, tele- uh, t- telephone booths being knocked over Domino's style. Superman um, getting in a photo booth, changing, and the picture gets taken of him changing. Yep. And, he, and a kid's like, oh, can I keep it? And he looks down until it's safe because some of them have Clark Kent. I would like to point out that the scene that you just described in the photo booth is happening while the aforementioned gentleman is drowning in his car. Oh, yes! Yes. He takes a break! He does take a break! (laughs) Here you go, Jimmy. (laughs) The stakes of that drowning are so low. There's also a point where the hot dog cart that Jimmy Olsen is at gets hit and knocked into the street, is rolling away, and Jimmy Olsen is like, yeah, I still want mustard. And the guy pours mustard on his hot dog. (laughs) That's set up for the big mustard on your lapel gag yes, that, that comes course. later. Yeah, <laughs> that which is that. true. That's not a joke. Classic. No, that callback. We all, yeah. but that's like a ta- that's like a that's like a catchphrase. You've got mustard on your lapel. We all say that all the time. <laughs> it's just like yippee kaye motherfucker, right? It is the line. It from is this the movie. line from Superman. Um, so basically, if you don't know what happened between the second movie and the third movie, Richard Donner directed the first, pretty much the first and second half. Of the movie, because then Richard Lester came in, and Richard Lester directed uh, Hard Day's Night, The Three Musketeers, and he brought an overly comical style to it. And Superman 2 is still straightforward, but there's some overly comic moments, and that's Richard Lester. This movie, Richard Lester got to do whatever he wanted. (laughs) And too much of the chagrin of the cast members, uh, considering Lois Lane and Margot Kidder said, I don't want to be in it because you fired Richard Donner. And they said, okay, fine, you have two lines in it. And they put her in the movie for two lines. Oh, yeah. she, leaves with, she leaves the office, the Daily Planet, and says, I'm going on a vacation, and pulls a pink bikini out of her suitcase <laughs> to tell us she's going on a vacation. Okay, so basically the whole premise of the movie is Richard Pryor becomes a computer genius for no reason. No, no. He doesn't become a computer genius. He is a computer genius. He doesn't know it until he's seated in front of a computer. I take, I take, I take offense to that because here's what happens when he's in front of that computer. The computer teacher goes, how did you do that? And he goes, I don't know. And, then he and pushes. that's the only justification of his computer skills for he the rest of the movie. He had it all along, Paul. He had it all along. And, and, and one of the amazing things about this movie... Um, is, is the way that it chronologically works. So the scene that you just <laughs> described basically happens, you know, two scenes into the movie, and then we see... Which, Richard... by the way, is 25 minutes right. into the movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Yes. one of those yes. scenes is a 15-minute <laughs> yes. opening title yes. sequence. It, 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 it is the longest two-hour and five-minute movie that <laughs> I've ever movie. seen. It's sort of like... It's the so Schrodinger's long. cat of movies. It just sucks you in. But... So, so there's that scene where he takes his first computer class, yes. which, is, which is right after he gets the matchbook. He's already yes. taking his first class. And then we see him again five minutes later in the movie, five minutes later for Clark. Yeah. And now he's got his first job. And on his first day at his first job, he's receiving his first paycheck. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> the first day. And he's very... He's, then, yeah, then Superman goes out and puts out a fire. And now he's receiving his, his second and third paycheck. Which he has <laughs> now, in the meantime, right. discovered a way to fleece the company, right. which is the same scheme as the movie Office Space, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is... Ba- they, they based it on Superman 3. That was like an homage to it Superman 3. It must have been, yes. right? Okay, it must have been because... No, I mean, like, that blew my mind. They reference. In Office Space, Michael Bolton basically says, like Superman 3. Okay, good. So, okay, good. Yeah. I want to make sure of that because I, I freaked out. His, first of all, Richard Pryor's character does not understand the idea of taxes because when he gets his first check, he's like, what? They took money out of my check. 
and his scheme is he finds out from a coworker who has way too much information that most corporations have these half pennies that they don't they can't put in a check so he collects all the half pennies and gets the check for $82,000 4 hours of this this podcast could go on forever so he on his second day of work on his second and third paycheck he's fleeced the company for $82,000 one of my favorite and is hoping parts, that no one catches on yeah right. one and of now, my favorite parts was, was that he's like they're like okay we're going home man and there's two women who are both putting on identical pair of Nike sneakers like the weirdest kind of weird like moment of like what is going on they just are like <laughs> working girls man Nike girls. sneakers are new <laughs> Now, in the meantime, Clark is going back home to Smallville for his high school reunion, um, which is a very big deal. And he asks Jimmy Olsen, have you gone back to your high school reunion? And Jimmy Olsen replies, no, all the people I went to high school with are still in high school. Not true. Jimmy Olsen was 28 when they made this movie. (laughs) He is not a young man by any stretch of the imagination. But I think in the comic he's supposed to be, so they were like, well, let's just say he is. <laughs> he, looks as old actor, as he looks as yeah, old as that. Even this actor is an old person. So Clark goes home to his, uh, oh. his high school reunion. Where There's a section in here where he puts out a chemical fire. Yes. Where, like, he puts out a chemical fire. Robert Vaughn is introduced as, like, the bad guy millionaire person. And all of these sequences happened that I was like, oh, this section of this movie is just a Simpsons episode. (laughs) It is a disaster at the nuclear power plant. Robert Vaughn is Mr. Burns. Then they cut to, they cut to, like, a bar scene where it's basically Moe's. And I'm like, everything here, this is just, this entire section is just the Simpsons. And... In, in this analysis, how, how can we not discuss how Superman puts out the chemical fire? Oh, my God. Oh, please. Please. Please tell this us. Is There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. There are so, chemicals. You know, for, there. For, wait, wait. For, first off, he's basically he's rescuing people flying down. And then, you know, as this will happen, the fire trucks run out of water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the fire chief's like, I thought we had it, enough it water. The fireman yells them. The fire chief says, so we bad. need water. Right. And then one of the other firemen says, we don't have a hose long enough to reach the lake. <laughs> Superman goes, where's this lake? That way. And they're like, it's five miles that way. Which also means, like, did the guy think there is a hose that's five miles long? But we didn't bring it? Right. Fuck, we forgot the five-mile hose? I also, I also, like, I just want to talk about these firemen, too. Like, Superman lands... And he's like, what can I do to help? And the guy's like, get this guy a helmet. Oh, Superman. Okay, no, you don't need yeah, a helmet. Totally okay, unfazed. <laughs> totally unfazed that Superman has shown up to a, a chemical fire. And, and he, he just knows he doesn't but need a helmet. This is one of the great things about Superman, and this is a recurring theme in this movie, even when, uh, a spoiler alert, when he, when he <laughs> turns evil. But when he arrives at the scene of an accident, he always finds the guy in charge. Yep. And lands beside him and says, what can I do to help? (laughs) You're fucking Superman. You you don't need this guy to tell you. How about you take charge, guy? You tell me what to do. Yeah, Superman lands. I go, Superman, what should we do to help? (laughs) You got this? Yeah, right. And he's like, explain the situation to me. Why? There's a fire. Put it out. Right there. Don't waste time. Blow on it, dumb dumb. And there's a there's a there's a lot of explaining because he then runs into a room and there's a scientist just standing there so looking calmly, through the glass. By and, the way. and there's yeah. all these sort of vials of acid and Superman's like, uh, "What's going on in here?" 
And the, the guy's like, oh, right now everything's cool, Superman. Everything's cool. But if the fire gets too close to this room, see this, this needle over here? If this gets into the red, acid cloud, eats through Metropolis, really bad news. So Superman's like, uh, I'll be right back. And so th- this scene sort of like happens in the midst of... Uh, yeah, he yeah. goes into this guy's like, I have to stay here with my acid. And... Uh, <laughs> And then Superman flies to the five miles, and you. Uh, Little you do jump. we know that that is set up for how Superman will. That's will, gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, That's gonna yeah, come yeah, back. Exactly. Just remember, <laughs> those chemicals are volatile. <laughs> yeah. They will exactly. eat through anything. Those chemicals. Um, so oh, he go. He flies to the lake, and what do you think he does? <laughs> Blows on it, freezes the top level of it, then lifts up the top level, and then flies it back. <laughs> And then as it gets over the chemical fire, it starts to crackle and then rain and then the fire's out. And it everybody didn't seem goes like that much water. No! It's the water would have evaporated. The water My would bad. evaporate when it hit the fire. But when he brought it over, it was like a rainstorm of epic yeah. proportions. And everybody goes, Water! <laughs> is this is this where we're drawing our logic line? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is what I checked out. This is what I checked out of this movie. Absolutely. Up until this point, everything was just wanted to make sure that's where it was. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, My family is all in 
on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. So he goes to his high school reunion. He is uh, hanging out with Lana Lang, his old high school love. Lana Lang is telling Clark, this is now the next day, Lana Lang is telling Clark her her sad sob story about how she had to pawn her diamond ring, her engagement ring. And then Clark just starts playing the piano. We, yeah. But we also, uh, the night of the prom, the night of the dance, oh, yeah. where, you know, at high school reunions, you'll wear your white tux- tuxedo. Oh, yeah. Of course. Everyone's in white tuxedo. Sure. Why wouldn't you? Sure. I mean, if they're going to have it at the high school gym, you you know, Everyone's, you know, you know, that's, Everyone's that's, in white formal wear. Because the Smallville class reunion yeah. is black tie. <laughs> but, but we also, we meet Brad. Yes. Who, who is, a very important who, is who is Lana's ex-husband. And, and, no, it's just a guy that is in town. Yeah, uh, her ex-husband's her. not even around. Her, okay. <laughs> that, that, I thought that so, too. But, not yeah, nice. he's, his presence is very strange because yes. he, they, they grew, they all grew up together. Brad was the high school jock he remembers right he remembers clark and doesn't have great affection for him right he of course he's the bully he's like yeah, you were the water boy and he was the star football player. so so the father of the, the lana's ex-husband is just gone he's out of the picture is he dead don't worry about no. it they, she yeah, explains you know. it away she, explain, it. she explains it to him and i think he may have left them she I think he explains left. it poorly Right. Yes. Because I also thought for a long time that he was the father, and that wasn't the case. He seems to be the only single guy left in town, and he wants to date Lana. And she's like, oh, that guy, he's the worst. He's an alcoholic. This is a pretty aggressive character to have yeah. in this movie, yeah. this guy. And then little did I know, um, basically an omnipotent alien would get drunk and try and rape everybody. <laughs> Well, Later and, in and the Brad's movie. In Brad's defense, Superman's first attempted rape, he's completely sober. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> so they meet this character of Brad, who also figures in prominently because now that Richard Pryor is working... Oh, God. He's working for well, Robert so we Vaughn. We forgot the scene. The scene that I was obsessed with was Richard Pryor is busted for stealing. Yes. He's called into Robert Vaughn's office, and they have a one-and-a-half-minute conversation about Robert Vaughn's socks and what happens to them when he's done wearing them. Yeah. Which because he never I wears. was like, are they still going to talk about these socks? And he's like, maybe they get turned into rags. I don't know. Or maybe they get turned into... And Richard Pryor goes, other socks? <laughs> and Richard and Robert Vaughn goes... What am oh, I watching? I never thought of that. Yes. And I was like, this was all scripted. Somebody wrote all of this down. These people memorized it and were like, that's appropriate dialogue. You get the sense that Robert Vaughn is a powerful man because he leads off by going, I'm the type of man who doesn't wear the same socks twice. Mr. That- Burns. <laughs> that is, like every Rob- Watch this movie and just picture Robert Vaughn as Mr. Burns every time. <laughs> and, then, and then Richard Pryor asked a question that we'd all ask. Yeah. What do you do with the socks? To which Robert Vaughn, re- re- I, I, I give them charity. <laughs> and this, this is actual dialogue from the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah we and, just, uh, amazing. And then basically uh, he says to Richard Pryor, you're really good at computers. I need you to start controlling the weather because the person who controls the world's coffee is wins. the person who's in it wins. Yeah. And he wants to punish Cuba because Cuba's not playing ball. That's Colombia. Oh, sorry, Colombia. Colombia. Oh, yes, okay. Colombia. Yes. yes. And, so, so Richard uh, Pryor gets Don't be on ridiculous. A, Richard Pryor yeah, gets on a computer, tip, tip, tap, 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 and instantaneously, even though it's night where Richard Pryor is, 
like the well, world is thrown into abject chaos. Well, first of all, <laughs> Richard Pryor can't use the computers in Metropolis. They got to send him where? To Smallville. Small <laughs> yeah. To go hack a computer system where who works? Brad. Oh, oh, Jesus. So, like, by the way, how did he know that Brad was an alcoholic? Because Richard Pryor shows up where Brad's working with a suitcase full of liquor. <laughs> What's more interesting is that he didn't know that Brad is an alcoholic. <laughs> it's right. It just happens to walk around with a suitcase full of liquor. Now, and I love that he gets Brad drunk and then is himself shit-faced. Wearing a giant oversized cowboy hat. And now I'm going to show you. Now this is Richard Pryor drunk controlling <laughs> control what the computers do. So... Have a have a look here. here we go. But you remember the classic Superman score. <laughs> this computer oh, yes. controls Bloomingdale. Immediately. Immediately he's at night making this happen. It's day here. This check has already arrived. This is my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> Our friends are on a cruise. Oh boy. What's her, have you been racking up any uh, bills? So he gets a bill for $176,000. Instantly. And then. Just and then. <laughs> squeezes yeah. a grapefruit in his wife's face. The old grapefruit Wait, in the face. And by the way, she's kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, I deserve it. I had this coming. Meanwhile, he's still still working at the computer. Meanwhile, this is happening. During the day, so. This computer controls Bloomingdale's billing, city traffic. It's like the computer from Die Hard 4. And now there's a huge gridlock. There's a riot, basically. Uh Uh Uh-oh. But now the walk walk signal walks into the don't walk signal, and they have a fist fight. Now he's raping him. The, the walk signal is raping the don't walk signal. Oh, he messed up again. Oh, Computers. Brother. Oh, brother. Computers, by, guys. By the Computers. Way, by they the are way, powerful. I think it, it, it's worth mentioning that in order to access this mainframe in Smallville, yes. um, that there is a security system under which... Gus must sort of insert two keys simultaneously, but they're out of reach from each other because, you know, it's like a missile silo. Yes. Yeah. Because this right. computer this, terminal this, is yeah. that important. Yeah, exactly. It's in the middle of Smallville. It was for a wheat manufacturing plant. Yeah. And then he has to tie up the drunken Brad and maneuver him like a puppet to shoot the card keys in. This yeah. scene is, I don't know. 30 minutes long. Yes. And it feels, there are sections of this movie that you're like, the central piece of storytelling would have taken you one minute to execute. It has now been going on for eight minutes. Also, I will, I will say, Superman playing a very, like a backstage, like he's very this much a supporting character. This movie is not about character. Superman. Yeah, no. no. For, no. Yeah, for the first hour and 15 minutes of this movie, you can make a very convincing case that Richard Pryor was not aware that he was in a Superman <laughs> yes. film. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> sort, of, sort of like Bowfinger. Yeah. yeah. Richard, <laughs> this is actually a Superman movie. I don't think so. Uh, no, no, this Superman the, hasn't this, been in any I of the scenes I've been in. Called... <laughs> I haven't said the word Superman. I haven't heard anybody say the word Superman. I had a four minute conversation about socks and then I did computer shit. <laughs> uh, an interesting thing to note the original script <laughs> was created for the character Brainiac. And, and Mr. Mitzelplick. And Mr. Mitzelplick. And then they were like, ah, uh, 
we can't have those characters. Let's put Richard Pryor in. And I think they didn't change the Brainiac part because clearly Richard Pryor is supposed to be Brainiac. But he, because he controls everything. But that's just a side note. I don't know how funny <laughs> it is. It's interesting for you. When are we going to get to Richard Pryor skiing off of a rooftop? Oh. Well, okay. So oh, it's, com- it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming real he soon. controls the world's weather. He causes a major uh, tornado in Colombia. He wrecks the coffee crops, but then Superman comes, saves the coffee crops. We can assume that tons of people were killed in Colombia, right? Oh, like uh, in the hundreds. Right. Uh, the, the storm that we saw was blowing away. Was terrifying. Yeah. But I would point out that we're not really supposed to care about the native Colombians. We're no. supposed to care about the two winners yes. of the da- of the Daily Planet lottery giveaway. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, they're like the eagle block. How can we forget about these Wait, guys? Are they coincidentally in <laughs> Colombia? They, yeah. they want a trip. They want a trip to South America. Holy cow! So they now the coffee. Cr- how the do we co- know that Superman saved Colombia? <laughs> you can talk about this. Okay, so so we see that Colombia is like in the midst of absolute destruction, and we cut to Robert Vaughn and his evil sister and his dumb dumb girlfriend skiing on the rooftop of their skyscraper. In We're Metropolis. only meant to believe that she's dumb, though. There's, right? a, huge, there's she, a huge twist coming. But is there a twist? Because I didn't get it. She's like, smart. She's, 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 she's Kant. like reading Kant and like she was going to become a bad guy or something. And she was just secretly smart? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Um, So so they're there and they're celebrating. They're like, yeah, we got them. We we control the coffee. We're going to be, there's no stopping us now. And then they're like, if we can control the coffee, we can control the oil. And then Richard Pryor comes in and is like, didn't you guys see it on TV? And they're like, what? Columbia. They're like, what? And he's, Superman saved it. They turn off the TV to let him explain this. Again, eight-minute sequence. He ties a tablecloth around his neck, and he describes everything that Superman did to save Columbia. And you're only seeing quick snapshots of it. Like, they didn't shoot the whole sequence. Like, it was too expensive to shoot. So they're like, we'll have Richard just describe it all. (laughs) Which, by the way, I found out this sequence was Richard Pryor was on the Johnny Carson show explaining watching Superman 1. And the Salkinds were like, oh, he should be in Superman because he acted it out really good. So they just wrote him to do his Johnny Carson bit in this movie. What? Wow. So if you look, Richard Pryor on Johnny Carson, he has done this years before. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's put this in the movie now. And so he goes through and he describes all of the stuff that Superman did to, 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 to he, he took a, he took a volcano and he turned it upside down. And like all this kind of crazy nonsense. Meanwhile, he's then talking to himself, and he's going, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, boop, 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 it's not my fault. Clicks into a pair of skis, is wearing a Superman tablecloth, skis <laughs> off of the skyscraper. Falls because, down hundreds of, of stories. I mean, I mean it is, yeah, he it basically is. skis off the World Trade Center. Yep. Too soon. And, Never forget. And lands on his feet. Lands on his feet, agile like a cat, not even bruised. And then looks around like... And walks across the street. Because their only safety guard on the skyscraper ski mountain is a tiny wooden fence about this tall. <laughs> it just goes right through it. Oh. <laughs> so. Lands on his feet. <laughs> like a cat. Um, so now, obviously, the, the problem, and just, just to put it in perspective, 
the first movie Lex Luthor wanted to break off California from the United States. Second movie, three of the strongest supervillains from the planet of Krypton came to fight Superman. This one, the villain wants to control coffee. <laughs> so it really the price of coffee. <laughs> so, uh, so they go, oh, Superman's a problem. We got to figure out how to defeat Superman. Let's defeat him by getting some kryptonite. They can't figure out what kryptonite works. So, yes. But the, the, the way that this entire conversation transpires, though, I, I have a very, very fresh memory of, which is um. they're sort of like, isn't there something... Isn't there something that hurts Superman? Oh, yeah. And then I, I believe Robert Vaughn uh, yes. or, or his sister says, oh, yes, kryptonite. I remember hearing him talk about it in an interview yeah. I read. Because if Robert Vaughn su- says it. He says, yeah, I read that in an interview. He gave, right, Superman. So it's a, okay. sort of like, Superman, is there anything that kills you? Well, my, greatest, you. my greatest weakness is kryptonite. <laughs> I, think, I think I saw it in the Superman 1. I think that's where I saw the kryptonite thing. Yeah. Oh, did you see? I like that movie. Actually, it was a good movie. It's, yeah. in a, it's in a comic book, now that I think about it. <laughs> it's Superman comic book, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, and also, they've kind of not, none of them have really heard of Superman. So it's actually, yes. it's actually Richard Pryor. It's Gus who, who essentially says, oh, yeah, he's from the planet Krypton. Where is this planet Krypton? It exploded. Don't you, you remember? It's you Superman 1. You would fucking 1? know. If yeah. you live on the planet Earth, you know, they we won't. know about Superman's story. Forget about it. he they doesn't live even in, exist. They live in Metropolis. That's where Superman lives, of all the places. It's not like they're in Smallville. They're in the center well, of Superman. Well, they seem to think, like, the, 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 what I felt about these characters with it, they, the hubris of thinking they could kill Superman... <laughs> Yeah. They, they just don't get it. Robert Vaughn at one point goes about, about Richard Pryor's character. He goes, I asked him to do one thing. Kill Superman. Slow zoom in. And he couldn't do it. And it's like, no one can do it. You asked hey, Richard Pryor to kill Superman? Read a paper, man. This man you know has what? no skills at doing something like that. On your way to go to charity to drop off those socks, pick up a newspaper, read about Superman. I'm sure he's in there every day. He is Superman. <laughs> Gus is Richard Pryor. But, it's but not happening. This actually launches sort of probably the, the, a, a good piece of thinking, which is, Gus, use your computer skills. Yes. You find some piece of kryptonite that's floating out there in the basic vicinity of where we know the krypton was, because everybody knows. Exactly. And, and you will analyze. You'll run a chemical analysis using the weather satellite, because it also does that. Of yeah. course. And... Because if you computers shoot a laser, do everything. If you hack into one computer, you hack into them all. And room. if you shoot a laser at yeah. something tens of millions of light years away, yeah. it can analyze the makeup right. of it, yeah. and yeah. all of those things will probably be found on Earth, right? With one, uh, most of the makeup of it, oh, my friend, uh, I would say that, that, that perhaps, like, maybe just like 0.67% yeah. of this, of this <laughs> compound is unknown. Oh, unknown. Boy. So... Now he's really confused. Like, what would he? What is this unknown? Right. But he doesn't want to do a job poorly. Yeah. And so he looks at his pack of cigarettes, which he's smoking. Sure. The children's movie. Right. And he sees tar. Right. So he just kind of he picks up like this this pen on the side of the computer and like hits the <laughs> screen and erases it and he enters tar. And this basically sort of sets forth, you know, probably the moral of the story, which is tar turns you into a huge douche. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like there's there's red kryptonite, unpredictable. You know, effects. There's green kryptonite, weakened Superman, but kryptonite mixed with tar. How do you get it? Oh, just bring it to the local lab at Webco Industries. And, and then the girl brings it. you, a girl, you're sitting at your desk and a girl walks up with it on a train and goes, hey, here's that compound you were asking for. It's messengered. And it's not like in a little thing. It's, it's like on a, a lunch tray. Yeah, it's on a lunch tray and it's like a crazy rock formation. Yeah. Like, 
She made this. It could possibly be uh, some. Who knows? She's delivering out of a train. It's a fucking sandwich. <laughs> and then Richard. She might as well be like, here's that fucking sandwich you asked for. And instead, it's kryptonite. <laughs> and then he says to her, I don't know why I'm scared of it. I'm not Superman. Like, so. Spoiling the yeah, plan to exactly. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she should at least be kind of a little low key about it. I just want to talk about this for a second. Just, we'll come back to this. So at this point, would you think that Richard Pryor is kind of a villain audience? Do you think that he's kind of a villain at this point? Okay, good. Keep that thought, because later you might have a problem with the justification of how he's not. Uh, so they, get, they go to a public oh. event, and now this thing, this kryptonite that looks like kryptonite but has tar in it, looks like the thing that Superman is only poorly affected by. They go to a public event, they give him... Kryptonite. Dis- Wait, disguised how- as a general. Yes. 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 Okay. yes. Described as like dis- General Patton yeah, talking about a World plastics. War II general. Yeah, yeah. yeah a World Richard War II general. Pratt, Richard Pratt comes into this, this, it's like a, a Smallville is celebrating Superman. Yes. And they're like well, giving him the Ricky's key to the city. Party. It's also it's Little Ricky's <laughs> birthday party. Right, because yeah, Little Ricky said he knew Superman because Superman saved him from a corn thresher. So he's like, Lana Lang was like, hey Clark, can you call up your buddy Superman? Can he come to this birthday party? He's like, all right, yeah, I'll talk to him. And then Superman goes to the birthday party. And it's a huge event. And Richard Pryor gets out in military garb, gets up on stage and gives and is a character. He's now this is one of this is the first of Richard Pryor's character uh, yes. uh, pieces in the movie. Well, second because the first one was the cowboy guy. Oh, the guy yes. with that, yes. The guy in the Colonel Sanders outfit. So he uh, screams about plastics, molded plastic seats for fat American asses, blah blah yes. blah. The Super president man. needs to sign a pen made of plastic. Like, what is going on? I'm even lost. Like, I don't know. And it goes on for so fucking long. Richard, keep on improvising. We love it. Go, go, go. He gives gives Superman the kryptonite. Which he takes. Now, meanwhile, a movie ago, he was given this same thing and was almost killed. He takes it willingly. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's been no effort whatsoever to disguise it. Yes. It is just sort of like... Let's just present it to him as is. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy crystal. rock formation. Yes. This was the point that I wrote in my notes. I want to stop watching now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would like to show you the first. Now, this affects him, but not right away. Not right away. It takes a second. And this is the scene. I think you're about to show my favorite yes, scene. Yes, this is the scene that Damon, you requested. Yes. And uh, it's well worth it. Uh, I hope it starts at the beginning because that's the best part. It, it does. Oh, it's, yeah, it's perfect. Okay, here okay. we go. Yeah. Pay very careful attention to the beginning of, to the yes. beginning of this the is, Now we have no reason to think anything's weird at this point. He's just been no, given. Well, he's we just know been that. Given. Yeah. Exactly. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> he's reading a photo album. Or he hasn't had an afternoon nap for years. Well, this is just the biggest day of his life. I, I don't know how to thank you. Oh, you just did for that wonderful lunch. Oh, well. I do like to cook. Uh, you'll take some coffee, won't you? Yes, please. Oh, decaffeinated, of course. Right. <laughs> what? Decaffeinated? <laughs> of course. We don't want a jittery Superman. Oh, here goes. Hello? The kryptonite's affecting him. What? Kryptonite is not in this. Really? Scene. Yeah, yeah, he's here. I'll tell him. Okay, thanks. Bye bye. Superman? Uh, that was my friend Betty. There's been an accident on the old river bridge. A trailer truck crashed through the barrier rail. It's hanging off the side of the bridge, and the driver's still in the cab. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate to make you rush off. Well, there's no rush. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. 
I always get there on time. Come on, let's relax a little. <laughs> it's unusual finding a good-looking girl like you alone like this. Wait, Paul, can you rewind that line for one yes. second? Because that's like the craziest fucking okay. line in the movie. Okay, Here we go. We're just rewind it. Here we go. No, it's unusual finding a good-looking girl like you alone like this. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's unusual to find a good-looking girl like you alone like this. I'm Superman. Look at this. He plays this really well. Are you sure you shouldn't do something about the bridge? What bridge? <laughs> now, Jason, you you have a wow. point that bears repeating. There's no kryptonite here. He didn't bring that kryptonite no. with him. No. There, he just is magically altered by a music cue. <laughs> <laughs> he never, you never see that kryptonite again in the movie, but no. yet he is affected. It was a prop that was on loan that somebody <laughs> took back. No, it makes no sense. Like you, he's just sitting there looking at a photo album, and then looks dark. Oh. The music cue tells you something's wrong. And I think it is important to make the distinction while we're still on this scene that had that truck not driven off that bridge, Lana Lang would definitely be either dead or raped. Oh or yes, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> that, that's like it's the greatest excuse ever yeah. that a woman has had to basically rebuff in advance. Yeah, which is like, shouldn't you go do something about the truck that is about to go over the bridge? And oh, the yeah. scene that follows it yeah. is. Superman arrives, the truck is, is literally going over the bridge, it's falling, and he arrives. He lands he right next he, to the he still, to the he still reports to the man in charge. <laughs> What's going on here? How can I help? Is there anything I could do? And the guy goes, I wish you had gotten here five minutes ago. The guy got to give him a little bit of attitude. Yeah, he was yeah, mad. Yeah. But fuck you, Superman. <laughs> you couldn't come to this small town truck overturn? <laughs> so he's called to the top of the Statue of Liberty. This is where he has his second encounter where he puts... His super tights and penis in front of this girl's face. Oh, it's it's Robert Vaughn's like hot. like hot blonde like yes. busty girlfriend who's who. When I saw this movie as a kid, I thought it was gorgeous. But, by the way, on a more serious note, I uh, I haven't seen um, the the first Superman in quite some time. But uh, Statue of Liberty exists in Metropolis. Yes, it, it does. It does. Uh, they uh, they they uh, they they've I, got their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> Don't get hung up on that. Yeah, just asking. Don't stop looking <laughs> for this logic. Yeah. The, the Twin Towers are also in Metropolis, too, because then they right. fly around. Yeah, so there's a couple of New York... You were leaning tower people. You were talking about evaporation. <laughs> I, can, I can talk about the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> um, so, basically, she promises him sexual favors if he, Superman, gets his boat in the middle of the water. So, basically, she says, if you, if you punch a hole in this oil tanker, you can sleep with me. And now, enjoy this scene. Champagne? Oh, no champagne. Oh. What are you talking about? <laughs> Grabs her by the back of the head. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, you guys fucking sit with that for a second. <laughs> I mean. This is a children's movie. This movie is for children. And Superman does this woman's bidding in order to bone her. How do you explain that to your kid? What's now, happening? <laughs> Superman's having a bad day. Um, now, Richard Pryor on the other side of the movie, he's having success. He now went from his regular yo-yo to a Gucci yo-yo. Um, and uh, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton yo yo, and, and now he is, uh, and, and we know he's successful because he's in a suit 
and he's been writing down his ideas for a supercomputer on napkins and old ketchup packets. And he passes it to Robert Vaughn. He's like, build me this. That's my supercomputer. It's like, it's like a children's drawing. It's nothing. Yeah. They go, ooh, this is the biggest computer in the world. There's no schematics. It's just like a box that he drew like some lines in. He's like, a computer. And then what they build from those scraps is like an impossible machine. You know what I mean? That like, is the most advanced computer in the world. There's no other schematics besides these napkins. How do we know this? When we see the guys building it, they're looking at the napkins. Yep. They haven't transferred it. <laughs> and, and, Wait, have we gotten to... And Sorry, it's important, though, I think in terms of tracking sort of Paul's uh, interior motivation yes. for Richard Pryor, at this point he's asked exactly what will this computer do? Yeah. What, what is its purpose when we turn it on? And I, and I think he does say, um, well, it will anticipate any attack and it will, it, will, it will defend itself by basically figuring out its attacker and we will be able to do anything that we want with this thing. You can use it for whatever you want. We're essentially going to control the world. Right. So that is the sole purpose of this computer to exist. There is no philanthropic purpose whatsoever. No, it is, it is a purely evil machine. Yeah. Right. There was no like, oh, and it will also help people from starving. There was never a mention of that. It was Which only for power. Which up the idea that Richard Pryor is evil. Yeah. Straight up a criminal man mastermind but no uh so they bring superman i mean we're skipping over the superman fight scene wait are we gonna really skip over well, superman we should, clark we, we, kent uh, fight club junkyard dog scene yeah we should talk about this <laughs> i mean like this shit like this is when i feel like everybody associated with this movie was like do you just want to like do mushrooms and write a scene for this movie basically this scene is like right out of requiem for a dream no, it's, yeah. it's fight club the it's a it is fight club superman drunk from being in a bar gets this massive headache and out of his headache comes clark kent yeah and they're in a junkyard and they have a fight but it's not they clear fight viciously like yeah it's, for a kid's movie they're dropping like anvils on each other's head which doesn't sound vicious but it, it looks vicious you know he sometimes, puts them in a car crusher yeah but sometimes they just throw tires at each other I was like why <laughs> Clark Kent is like woo, woo, I love woo, that Superman woo. didn't just step out of the first no no tire. Superman kind of got him he stood in the tires and then was like and when the last one got there he was like poof just broke out of him basically <laughs> like, they fight to the death yes as Clark Kent strangles evil Superman like 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 in a way that I was like if a child was watching this they'd be like why are you killing Superman and cause Clark Kent is killing Superman even though he's evil it's like straight up Jack and Jill but action uh, <laughs> Jack and Jill the Adam Sandler Adam, Adam movie, Sandler movie. <laughs> we gotta do that movie <laughs> um, so he ch you know he chokes out Superman Superman disappears now Superman is better again yeah he's now no reason why he had that no reason. No reason. Nope, never referenced. Well, there was a reason. End of Act Two. What was the what? End of Act Two. Oh, that was it. It's basically like, you know what? We got to sort this out. Yeah, we got to get him back to being good now. This is this is what writers refer to as an and then screenplay. You know? You're basically like, and then he's in the bar and he's like really pissed and he's like flinging peanuts and then like Clark comes out of him and they fight each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 right there, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the supercomputer is done and like, the, what's great is so now he's he's Clark again. Uh, he's he's retained his soul and the first thing that he does is he flies back to the chalet. Yes. Why? 
to find the girl that he had sex with. Like, oh, I right. think she was evil. Well, keep that in mind. Because, yes. Because yeah, that's weird. Uh, keep that in mind. Why does he go back to the chalet? But when he goes back to the chalet, there is a video waiting for him, sort of playing, sure. on, a, playing on a loop. Because, you know, and it's basically yeah. like, hey, uh, we thought that you might have turned good again. And if... if <laughs> If that happened to happen, yep. we anticipated it. And yeah. if you're looking for us, come here to this <laughs> to the sort Grand of a, Canyon. Yeah, abandoned sh- yeah, canyon. Sh- and by the way, not a trap. Yep. Not a trap. Not a trap. <laughs> Superman is so gullible in this movie. He fly- Now, this whole movie, by the way, could have taken place over eight months or five days. I mean, there is really or no like time. Or five minutes. Yeah, there is really... <laughs> yes. Um, he gets down to the canyon. The computer is built. They're all in there. Oh man, we're skipping over balloon chairs. We're skipping oh. over oh, donkeys. Everything. We're running out of time. But go. Oh, we can yeah. talk. Yeah. No, no, no. Go no. ahead. Go ahead. All right. So he gets down to the computer, which I mean, balloon chairs and donkeys. That's the least that we have to worry I mean, about. The least of our concerns. They decide. Well, we're gonna kill Superman by firing some rockets at him. Sure. <laughs> Again, no research on this guy. He is unkillable. Yeah. He is Superman. He often catches rockets with his bare hands and breaks them. This is not a... He, in the first movie, he spun it around. <laughs> but in reverse time, rockets aren't going to hurt him. What's great about this is, in the midst of firing rockets at Superman, uh, Gus, uh, Richard yes. Pryor, who was taking a, uh, a donkey down because he doesn't want to fly by balloon, yes. he sort of comes because in and he goes... to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, He's balloon like, hey. tears. What are you guys doing with my computer? Yeah, he's and they're like, there are missiles. What were we supposed to do with the missiles? We're trying to kill we're Superman. We're trying to kill Superman. Isn't that what it's for? And then he's like, no. It's uh, not for that. Yeah, he's really upset that they're using this computer for badness. Doesn't say what he wanted to use it for. No. He's never even talked about creating Wait. a computer with missiles and nuclear <laughs> missiles. What we're forgetting, to, the, to me, the part where this truly became super crazy bonkers was Robert Vaughn has the joystick for the missiles and he's like shooting them at Superman and on the screen is basically a video game. Like an Atari, like Atari a, like a, video like game. Like an 8-bit or whatever, that, like, like an Atari, yes, like a pitfall or, oh. or, 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 or like it's missile command. It's at least ColecoVision quality. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ColecoVision, you're right. The bank. And they're shooting and every time... Every time a missile hits Superman or Superman de- defeats a missile, it's a, it scores flash up. Yes. A hundred. A hundred. A hundred. And, 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 and like Robert Vaughn is like trying game. to, yeah, he can't play a video game. He's like, oh, steady your thumbs. It's like, it's not, a, he's, yeah. I, I, the score point, is like, running. Wait, what? Clearly it was a tie-in for a game that never existed. Score. That computer, Richard Pryor just created a very advanced video game machine. He created like That's the Neo Geo of the 1980s. That's what he wanted to use it for. That's what it was for. 3DO, yeah. And then so, basically, Superman now he get he he survives the missile phalanx. Yes. He he enters and comes in. and his 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 comely friend basically says, "Hey, honey," and he looks at her and he goes, "I don't know you. We've never met." Meanwhile, like he said, he, two minutes ago, he just flew to the ski chalet. He rolled to the chalet. So he he's basically going pre- to pretend that the entire time he was dark Superman. This That's is sort of like, yeah, it's the ultimate bender. But, yeah. and, but also, even That's when not he, how you treat a woman, by the no, way. But also, no, when he, he becomes uh-huh. good again, he becomes good and goes back to the ski chalet. So he was there when he was evil, he was there when he was good, and he still has no memory and of it. He, no, he does have a memory. He's ignoring her. <laughs> He's basically being like, didn't happen, babe. Didn't Whoa. happen. Whoa, Jason. Don't remember you. 
totally remembers. What are you saying? That's what we think now, of women. Now, at this point... <laughs> I've said too much. Uh, the computer figures out... Here's what... Here's Salvo 1 on Superman is yeah. I'm going to encase him in some sort of bubble because let's see how long he can... He can do without air. Without about air. the fact that he flies around in space regularly. <laughs> all the time. He's Often. in space. I mean, all the time. <laughs> loves space. How loves long space. can yeah. he last without air? Yeah. Forever. Why? Again. Again. Do a modicum of research. Yeah. They did read an interview, you do, guys. Yeah. They read an interview. <laughs> Understand that he's an alien that flies in space before you knock off his air supply. In a weird, like, kind of, like, bubble. It's yeah. like a, like, they basically a cobweb bubble. It was like an embryo. So, uh, so when, the, when the bubble doesn't work, the yes. computer goes to plan B. Kryptonite. <laughs> Kryptonite. Which plan should B. have been plan yeah. A. Right, sure. It's like, all right, well. Your I thought, plan. I, I, would, I could have impressed my friends if the bubble worked, but fuck it. Kryptonite. The plan. So, I'll do the if easy one. If you're writing right. Superman, the plan <laughs> is kryptonite. Right. Don't bother with bubbles. <laughs> Don't bother with missiles. You have kryptonite? By the way, they start have kryptonite now. Start with the kryptonite. That would be the one it. to start with. Is it a kryptonite bubble? No. Yeah, no. Were <laughs> yeah. they kryptonite missiles? No. no. Waste of time. <laughs> so the kryptonite is working, and yes. Gus suddenly realizes, good God, I designed a computer that shoots kryptonite rays. Again. Maybe they're going to use it to hurt Superman. <laughs> how, do, how do I dismantle this thing? Oh, wait a second. First, it's a good Superman. Thing. Wait, it's not me. I'm not with these guys. You're 100% with these guys. Right. You've been with these guys the whole movie. This whole thing was your idea. They just funded it. Without you, this would not be happening. Anyway, he's not with them. So, yeah, he goes and down. Superman, by the way, never says, hey, wait a minute. You were the general yep. who had oh, yeah. that rock. Like, I know it was a good disguise, but now that the uh-huh. helmet's off... Um, but but so Richard Pryor at this point, yes. this is the real genius of his character, which is he anticipated that this this device might be used or might need to be shut down. And if yes. you're a computer genius, what do you build into your plan to make sure that if the computer gets out of control, how are you going to shut it down? You install a fire axe. Yeah, you you make no, no, sure. No, first that, <laughs> first you install a screw. Oh right, sure. Right. Yes. First you oh, yeah. install a screw. screw. I'm sorry, I skipped the screw. There's a screw. <laughs> One screw. One screw that when Keep removed. Keep in mind, if you have not seen this movie, if you can remember the Doc Brown flux capacitor, how simple that drawing was in Back to the Future, this thing that he drew was simpler than that, yet it has all of these things. I just want to go back to how simple his drawing was. He takes a screwdriver. He unscrews the screw. The whole thing shuts down. Immediately. Computer is One screw, done. Robert Vaughn's like, give me back that screw. And he's like, go. <laughs> he swallows the screw. Sorry. Then the machine comes back to life. Right, yes, sorry. At which point, Damon, sorry. I skipped over that part, yes. And, and so now it becomes... Sentient. You know, this is sort of like, you know, I'm sure an early version of Skynet, if you yes. will. It's, uh, it's now become sentient. It's been turned off. It's now turning against them. And it's going to make everybody into computers, essentially? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that I'm the right person to talk about this because... You, you're obsessed with Robot Sister. I think that you should, you well, know, you should give it, her her it, it, Okay, so the, 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 the machine takes over, right? It starts sucking power off the power grid. All of the cities of the world basically lose power and are plunged into darkness. Chaos reigns. Superman is still being hit with the, the ray. They manage to defeat that. Um, and then they're escaping, and the machine grabs the, machine grabs the sister... Sucks her in and turns her into a robot. Turns her into a full-on robot. Literally. Very quickly. Wires and metal attached to her face, and she becomes a 
I-beam ray shooting fucking robot. <laughs> like, like walking like... This is a living, breathing human for every moment of this movie and immediately is a robot. Yeah. Uh, tries to do it to Superman. Yeah, she shoots. She shoots uh, the girlfriend, and but the, the robot, a, by the way, is not fatal. She shoots rays that just hold people in place. Yeah, they're kind of like <laughs> magnet rays that make people just stuck into walls. Like, hey, I can't get down. Um, but so, in order to which defeat can get this, really annoying after a while. <laughs> in order it, it to defeat the super that. machine, guys, it. Superman. A near omnipotent being. Yes. What's he gonna do to well, defeat this machine? Let's think about what we know. Well, we visited that chemical plant earlier in the movie. Huh. At the what time, the... I thought that that scene had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but acid? Didn't that acid? They could milk through anything, right? Huh. Right. But you'd have to have a lot of that acid, right? No. Maybe like one small canister. <laughs> one small canister of acid? But wait a second. Yeah. How would you get it in without anyone knowing? Right, well, but yeah. Wait a minute. Could you hide it behind your back and oh. under your cape? Oh, yeah. So you're saying if you're Superman and you need to trick a sentient computer, you can just walk in with a vial of acid behind your back? Yeah. Well, because the computer will X-ray you and just see that the acid's not going to really do anything bad. Because the computer doesn't know when the acid gets hot. That's when it's really dangerous. Right. And the computer also lacks the ability to say Superman's holding something behind his fucking back. <laughs> Let's give that another once-over. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm By not, the way, I'm the not, computer... It doesn't seem dangerous, but I'm dubious. Yeah, the computer is winning. It's a dumb computer, and it's winning against Superman. Doing everything wrong. Yeah. This computer is doing the, all the wrong things and still winning. Anyway, the acid gets hot. It falls through the ground and immediately eats the entire computer. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, no, no, it bubbles up and splurts. Flashes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flirts Flash. on the computer, and it's like... Gzz, 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 gzz. It looks like the goop from You Can't Do That on Television, but red. It's like Superman was like, I don't know. It farts it out. The computer's defeated. The next scene you see, Richard Pryor and Superman are just flying together. And Richard Pryor's like, hey, what are you going to do with those guys? Oh, we'll take care of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you back to Metropolis. You're a good dude. You're not, Wait, let's, you're not first, let's enemy. stop at this. First, let's stop at a coal mine. Yes. Where I will give you a job recommendation. Do you hey. guys, he goes, do you guys, do you guys have any computers here? And they, they're like, well, the boss has got a tiny little computer upstairs. He's like, well, you do know better than to hire my friend Gus here to work that computer. What? <laughs> and then Superman uh, makes a diamond for Lana Lang, takes off, and then Gus Gorman looks around and he's like, ah, you know what? I don't want to work at a coal plant. I'm out. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, he's already better than the coal plant. He's yep. going to walk to the bus station. He's learned nothing. He's learned walk, nothing. And, but, but what we do learn, he's like, well, where's the nearest bus station? And they're like, nine, ten miles that way. And he's like, okay. Like, there's so much more information that gets communicated at a point where I'm like, who fucking cares? Where? Why are we still here? Now, finally, uh, you go home. You know, Superman has had this budding relationship with Lana Lang. It looks like they're going to, you know, he's going to give her this diamond ring. Things are going good. There's a brief montage, though, of just sort of oh, yes. before the very end of the movie, which I don't want to spoil, but putting things back, uh, you know, particularly the oil freighter, which is 
Now, uh, as you said, maybe five minutes has gone by, yeah. maybe two weeks, but the but the freighter is exactly where Superman left. Yeah, him. right there. All the, all the, all the oil has just come out yeah. just a little bit. And so he basically does what anybody would do. He blows the oil back into, in, the, in terms of the sexual <laughs> metaphor, back in. And then what do you, you know, what's the smartest way to seal an oil tanker? Oh, this is easy. You, you probably know. used your heat vision, right? Because yeah, the oil's not volatile right. in that way, yeah. Nothing flammable. <laughs> yeah, that, so will, that will... As you were, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks, Superman, for fucking punching. <laughs> A hole in our tanker and almost <laughs> yeah. lighting us into yeah. a human bomb. Yeah, we appreciate it. Then, then we get to Lana. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he gets to Lana. Everything's gonna work out great for Superman. But guess what? Brad shows up. <laughs> what? Brad comes Lana, to Metropolis. Lana, meanwhile, Lana and her son are basically staying in a homeless shelter. Yes. <laughs> at this point, inexplicably, they're staying in like a, a hotel that looks like a sh- like a gross, weird place. Right. And she's got a date. She thinks with Superman when right. Clark shows up. He's like, and he's basically like, "Look, Superman's not going to be able to make it. I I hope I can step in." And she's yeah. like, "Great, you'll do. I'll just leave Ricky alone in the homeless shelter." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God, Brad shows right? up. Brad right. shows up. A couple of funny coincidences. All of a sudden, he's on a he's on a dinner cart. And he's in an elevator, and he's gone for I guess forever, or until the elevator stops and he goes back upstairs. Um, there is no definitive end to Brad. He has shown his persistence. He is going to do something horrible to Lana again. The another date rapist in this movie. Um, now, uh, Superman. Wait. Oh, su- yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was like. He, there's one thing that he has to really fix, though. The one thing, his oh, greatest yeah. mistake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of the like, final scene of the wait movie. a minute, why is something really bothering me? This movie can't end quite yet. I will not be able to sleep at night. What is nagging me? Well, you know, he did a lot of bad things when he was bad Superman. We all he know that. He fucked that girl. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the worst thing he did was um, he straightened out the Tower of Pisa. He's got to rectify that. Now, now here's the good thing. In the five minutes that the movie has elapsed, somehow the souvenir shop yes. has basically thrown th- away all the leaning tower right. pieces. Uh, that's that's yesterday's news. They've ordered They've just gotten their fresh, fresh shipment of straight power oh. tower pieces. And now it's crooked again. The guy's like, oh, mamma mia. And break That's the last kids. shot of the movie. That's how the movie that is mamma mia. Uh, the movie uh, begins without Superman and ends without Superman. <laughs> We end on the worst green screen uh, Italy you'd ever see. That is the movie in a nutshell. Now, obviously, we have our strong opinion, but uh, there are some people online who think a little bit highly of it. So now it's time for a second opinion. Second opinion. This is a five-star review from Amazon. This is the only Superman sequel I will own or ever own. Because it's fresh and adventurous with a touch of downright hilarity. Here's the... Here's... This one... I'm gonna end... Alright, I'm gonna... Alright, alright. There's, there's two here that I can't go very... Right, how about this? I love this movie. In fact, I don't like the first two. They're pompous overblown and take themselves too seriously. Marlon Brando, come on. What are you, trying to be the godfather? It's Superman. Five-star review. This by far the most disturbing one. By Mr. Cleft. When one dies, I mean really dies, what does he carry from this life into the next? 
Not one's material objects. They are fleeting. Where are we one's going with One's memories. <laughs> one's memories, I hope so. Because if I can't bring my film prints and I can't bring my memories, then how will I bring Superman 3 to the afterworld? <laughs> wow. 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 Thank you, Mr. Cleft. I researched that guy. That was not a bit. I thought, oh, this is a guy doing a bit. It's not a bit. Hey, everybody. Don't mean to interrupt, but this is Paul back in the studio. I hope you are enjoying our live show. We actually had too much of a show to make one episode. We are making another episode for you. That's right. You're getting a bonus episode. When? Next week. But, Paul, I thought you already talked all you can about Superman 3. We did. But we have a very special guest. That's right. Next week, we will be interviewing Jack O'Halloran, who played Non in Superman 1 and 2. That's right. The big, tall, badass, Kryptonian bad guy who didn't speak, who was right there next to Zod and Ursa. He was on our show. We talked to him. I'm going to tell you one thing that you are definitely in store for. A lot of neck grabs. And make sure you tune in next week to hear the continuation of this episode and our epic interview with Jack O'Halloran, who talks about everything from King Kong to Superman to Christopher Reeve and his book about his father, who they based the movie The Godfather on. That's right. Jack is connected. And if he doesn't like the comments that you write about him on the next episode, he'll find you and neck choke you. That also reminds me, go and rate and review us on iTunes. If you like the show, Please rate and review us. It helps. I don't know why it helps, but apparently it does. So please do that. Thank you so much. See you next week. Hey,